Hello and welcome to yet another episode of On My Ones podcast. This is episode 7 and I am excited. My name is Alvin Duo <laughs> and I shall be your host for this show. Yo, so I know it's been another long week but back again, back again with another one. Uh today I am joined by another man who needs no introduction, you know. <laughs> You know, big man, chief, I call him Sensei. He's been my really good friend when it comes to photography. And, you know, my guy, tell us who you are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you really gassed me up, huh? Ah, bro, bro, you smooth, you smooth, you good with the pictures. Huh? Tell us. Now, now I have to live up to the expectations. <laughs> You've given me no choice. My say guys don't even know who you are yet and you you're still talking we need to know who you are. Hi <laughs> so my name is uh Walter Juma. Uh-huh. Mine are Juma. Um I am at the moment very sadly a professional student but <laughs> I love uh photography it's I think my best hobby. It started paying me so I think I can call it a career path. Mhm. And yeah, that's it. It's, it's what gives me purpose in life, so it makes me happy. And it's what people know me for for the most part. <laughs> so yeah. Come on, man. Come, bro. Bro, so how's your week though? Hey, I can't even lie. My week has been very, very hectic. Uh, online school. <laughs> uh-huh. Everyone can relate out there. Online school is a mess. <laughs> it's an absolute mess. Mm-hmm. They should don't even just have paused everyone's degree like we just we just carry on in 2021 because things are hectic. Things are very very hectic. So you you'd rather lose time instead of just like I don't know chugging along the way struggling but at least like you know you get you get done on time. I mean considering that the quality of what we're learning at the moment is very low. Yeah. I don't honestly prefer to lose the time because right now I feel like people aren't even learning. We're just mm-hmm. doing submissions and keeping it moving. Mhm. No retention whatsoever. So it's just crazy. Yeah, I feel you, man. Uh for me, bro, this week um I had another midterm but it was over and after that yo I was so done man I was ready to call it quits on this engineering degree man but uh I took a break I decided to take a break for a couple of days and yeah. I'm feeling you know refreshed you know ready to have a conversation with you you know my mind's been opened yeah. up a bit and yeah it's you know we keep it moving man uh jeez bro you know I have to let the people know how I met you but you know funny enough I feel like That's that story is a bit weird cuz <laughs> <laughs> I think and hear me out tell me if I'm wrong or right but the first time I met you was from in high school and there was this day I think you Drew and Zani were coming to visit me and then you popped up with I didn't know she was, she was going to pop up with you guys you know I was thinking it's a counting just me and her but <laughs> Oh, I guess not. I remember. Man, I'm not going to lie. I was vexed. Are you serious? You're like, what, what are these guys come to do? Exactly. Me. You know the way, you know, you chat to a girl and you tell her like, it's just me and you or something like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and then she pulls up with two other niggas. Two other niggas. You're like, how? Ah. Uh... I wish we knew if that was the case legit we would not have come. But I mean <laughs> it is it is what it is. Has that ever happened to you though just on a like a casual thing you meant to meet up with a girl and then she shows up with guys and you're like is how? I mean I don't know about showing up with guys but she might show up with her like female friends. Out come the more the merrier you know nah no 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 i'm here to see her not her friend <laughs> ah yeah you can live with both of them you never know 
if you if you're smooth. <laughs> We all don't have the sauce like you. <laughs> ah, come on, bro. No, no, no. Now you're gassing me. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Having an extra person on a date, it's not it. I know. Would you, would you ever do double dates, though? Uh, nah. I, I have a competitive spirit. I'll try and win my girl and <laughs> the other girl on the other side of the table. Uh-huh. I'll be telling... I'll be telling jokes for two. <laughs> uh, what what if it's like, let's say you, your boy, and then, you know, both of you with your significant others? I mean, it depends. To be fair, it's very few of my friends whose significant others I like. Like, <laughs> it's very few. Mm-hmm. But I mean... There's some that I do enjoy, like the company. So I feel like it could work. It just depends on the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but can't just do double dates with anyone. I I I see, I see, man. Anyway, that's, man, that's twice the awkwardness of a normal date. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. I right, so yeah. let's 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 get into the meat of it, man. So the first thing I want to yeah. find out is about your childhood. Like, did you grow up in Nairobi or outside the country, etc., man? Mm, so I was born in Nakuru. Wow, did not know that. Yeah, even uh-huh. I didn't know that for a while. I always just assumed I was born in Nairobi uh-huh. until I checked the like the birth certificate. But yeah, I was born in Nakuru. Then we moved to Nairobi for some time. Then I uh-huh. think when I was like five or six, <laughs> we moved to Seashells for like two three years. Bruh. Yeah. So you, you've been on this island thing for a while, not even because yeah, you studied. <laughs> <and all of> that. <laughs> wow, that's dope, bro. Uh-huh. What, what do you remember like mostly from living in seashells, those Nakuru days? Uh I mean Nakuru I was very young. I'd be uh-huh. lying if I said I can remember. But seashells, I'd say it was it was calm. I liked it. Like from what I remember, the vibe is People who live like on islands and like coastal areas, mm-hmm. they have such a chill way of life. Mm-hmm. So like stress is very hard to manifest itself. Like good weather, everyone is happy. Yeah, bro. Yeah, just good vibes for the most part. Man, you you, you kind of make me reminisce a bit about you know Mombasa, Lamu, Kilifi. Yeah. Man, I need, I need, I need a vacation. Not even vacation, man. I need a vacation. I'm trying to go in like bay. Proper, proper. You know. Mm. But that's Everyone cool, bro. I, yeah. I, I didn't know that at all. I'm actually even. <laughs> I'm still in shock. <laughs> yeah, it was a very short. It was like two, three years. So it wasn't uh-huh. that long. Yeah. So did you move back to Kenya? When you were starting primary? Uh, yeah, actually, because I was... Um, where, the, where I'd reached, I was like class three or class two. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had to... Because at that point, I hadn't learned Swahili at all. Mm-hmm. So I was technically supposed to join class two, but they held me back a year because of um, Swahili. Mm-hmm. Because my Swahili was trash. So yeah, I came back, started primary, and I've been here ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's classic. 844. Four. <laughs> no, actually, it's not classic. Because I did 8, 4, then I did IB. So that's an extra 2. Mm-hmm. Then now, uni. Hopefully, it's 4. <laughs> And IB was, was it Aga Khan? Yeah, Saints? Aga Khan, Aga Khan. Aga Khan, oh, damn. Mm. Bro, so, you know, the thing about you is, I don't think we've, we've ever talked about, like, how you picked up on photography. Because I don't think when we used to shoot, I would ask you, like, yo, how did you, you know, just start? So I guess this, yeah. is, this might be a good time to ask you, you know, how did, how did you pick up photography? Like, how did it come about for you? How did I start on it? So, actually, 
it was an accident. <laughs> I won't even lie. Uh-huh. It wasn't anything intentional because before that I had no artistic inclination. Like mm-hmm. I was I was even more on the technical side, though, like science and all of that. Mm-hmm. But like you remember these like football tournaments, like the gold cups and all of that. Ah, uh, the green sports ones. Yeah, green sports, the football tournament. So like the very, very first, I think mean, it was the second one. Mm-hmm. It was at um it was even at uh, Harlequins. Uh and are you talking about twenty fifteen? I think so if I'm not wrong. Uh-huh. No, probably twenty fourteen, I think. Because I was mm-hmm. form two, form two, form three. Mm-hmm. So uh one of my like my classmates had a team and yeah. they were playing in a tournament and they needed like photos because at that point Instagram was like just starting to bang. Yeah. So they were like, oh, who has a camera? And then I remembered like I'd seen a camera at home. I'd never mm-hmm. used it before. I'd just seen it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, since since I'm not playing ball, you know, why not? <laughs> why not just take the photos? Yeah. So I brought it. I took photos for the team. I I remember I edited with Instagram, like the Instagram filters. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. And hey, guys, like really like them, like a lot, a lot. Mm-hmm. And like oh, I should do it again. So the next time I brought my camera, did the same thing, took a few photos of people, mm-hmm. and then yeah. It's been uphill from there, I'd say. And let me ask you, at that time, were you using a DSLR or it was just uh, point, like point-and-shoot cameras? No, it was a DSLR at that time. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a Nikon D3200. Ah, uh, intro level, man. I still have yeah, it. <laughs> Never yeah, upgraded. I still have mine. I still have mine. But, hey, you know... <laughs> The interesting thing is, while you are starting out on these things, you know, us, we were just thinking about how we're going to hang out with, like, our friends during these events. We were basically just there, you know, to have fun, but, you know, it looks like you were were busy at work, bro. Impressive. Hey, you had to be, you had to be. Uh So now... When you're growing up, you, you only have that, you only have to have that one thing. That like helps you stand out. So, uh-huh. mine was mine was just photography. So I wanted to ask you, since like let's say, obviously you started out uh, at those green spot events. Was there yeah. any particular field of photography that you were really into at that time, or were you just like shooting whatever it is you could you could get your I guess eyes on? I mean. I tried sports photography for a bit mm-hmm. and I found it very interesting. Like I had that for some time, but I realized just portraits. Mm-hmm. Portraits is really what I was attracted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just capturing people and like every person is unique. So you're always guaranteed mm-hmm. a different photo. And yeah, I think that's just what pushed me, trying to find the beauty in every person. Mm-hmm. Or like bring out that beauty. That's what motivated me, or that's what like kept me like just trying to take photos of people, even at like family functions. Mm-hmm. Or like you go to shards, you carry your camera, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yo, you know, for guys actually who don't know your Instagram, you know, guys, he has an amazing feed. Like, from the minute you just start scrolling down, all you see is, like, faces. And, you know, that's how you can tell someone's niche, right? When you just look at their Instagram yeah. and you see what exactly, you know, they, they're into. So, like, I was scrolling through yours yesterday, man. Yeah. Jeez, the, the, the <laughs> gems that I've seen. But I was, like, I didn't pay too much attention to it as much as I did yesterday. And I was, like... You know how you yeah. mindlessly like pictures sometimes? And I was, like, yo, this is... This is actually amazing work, bro. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you, bro. Jeez. I appreciate it. So, how, how did you build up from, you know, the green sports events? How did you 
how did you get to where you are right now? Uh, I mean, in the beginning, it was just uh, the green sports stuff and like a few family functions here and there. Mm-hmm. And I just used to post stuff. Like it was very random. But people seemed to like it. And I remember once, uh, I think my very first proper shoot, yeah, like creative shoot and everything, was from a, just a close friend. Mm-hmm. And they were like, ah, can you take some photos of me? What, what, what? Mm-hmm. And I remember taking it like very seriously. <laughs> I don't know why. Because mm-hmm. like she said, it's so casually. Like, ah, just meet me here. I just want like a few photos from my Instagram. Mm-hmm. But I remember like actually going to look for inspiration and stuff. And that process really intrigued me. Like having a concept and then like going out and actually executing it. Mm-hmm. So that's what motivated me, like looking for even better concepts, mm-hmm. uh, better ways to edit. I moved from the Instagram editing tools to Visco. I remember at the time Visco was very, very popular. Yeah. Among guys our age. Then from that, I moved to, what do you call it, Lightroom. Just perfecting like editing styles, angles, mm-hmm. even down to camera settings and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just always trying to be, I think I just always wanted to be better than people my age who are doing it. Because there's also that wave of everyone wanted to be a photographer <laughs> at some point. Uh-huh, I remember it. <laughs> uh-huh. And it really, I think it really used to annoy me. Because mm-hmm. at a point it was just saturated and there was no, like everyone was beginning to look the same. Mm-hmm. It wasn't special. It didn't feel special anymore. So just trying to make sure I'm ahead of the curve. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's what that's what um, motivated me and that's what kept me going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like we we last shot during an Insta meet. But that was probably 2017. I don't know if you remember it. I still have like a sticker from the Insta meet. Um, or oh, the one in town, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Early days. Oh, no, no, no. Actually, you know, I remember the one for Pursuit of Portraits. Now that oh, I think about it. Yeah. Place, yeah. Yeah, but you know, honestly, that day I felt so out of place. Because I didn't feel like that's my that's my scene, you know? Um yeah. Because it it more or less felt like a place where portrait photographers could be more creative. And, you know, mm. for me, I, I feel like I consider myself more landscape and architectural because that's really yeah. what I'm into. So I was, yeah. I was finding it hard, man, honestly. I remember uh, you coming and telling me, you're not, you're not really feeling it. Yeah, I was, I was, I was devastated that day, man. You know, <laughs> actually, let me even ask you for a tip. How, how is it like? Do you, how do you deal with, you know, let's say your, your subjects? I mean, I hate calling them subjects, but let's say, what's the right term for it? I think it's just subjects. <laughs> if anyone has issues, they can bring it up with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like with the models, like how do you even approach them? You know, that's always been the biggest problem. How do you talk to them? How do you tell them, like, I want you to, you know, give me this type of look, you know? I get what you mean. So for one, I realized it helps to have, like, sort of visuals that resemble what you're going for. Mm-hmm. So it could be sample photos or even a sketch because sometimes people might be able to do what you want them to do, but because they can't see the vision the way you're seeing the vision, yeah, it's up to you to translate it in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. So making it as plain and simple for them to understand what you're trying to achieve. And then I think also, um, I think it also helps to be a people like you, you, you can't escape being a people's person if you're doing mm-hmm. portraits. Like you have to make the 
person posing feel as comfortable as possible. Because mm-hmm. you can always tell if, if photos look too staged or like they look too artificial and that's, that's not... That's not that's not supposed to be the case. There's only supposed to be, you know, you trying to make it look like it's as natural as possible. So making the person feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they even play the music they want to listen to in the background. Mm-hmm. It makes them feel good, you know, just anything that can be done. The environment in which you're shooting, trying mm-hmm. to make it as conducive as possible, yeah. I, I I like that. Um, let's let's transition into who who's been like your inspiration and also like your support system during your photography journey. Um, for inspiration, I'd say it's been quite a few people, and surprisingly, I think majority, if not all, are Kenyans. <laughs> So I remember one very big one was Brian Bett. <laughs> oh, what? For real? Yeah. I wouldn't uh-huh. lie. At a certain point in time, he was like the biggest thing on Instagram, at least for people of our age. Like he used to drop a post and mm-hmm. it would just go crazy. And then I found out his age. Mm-hmm. And that just stepped up the game for me even more. Because, like, to hear someone your age or even, I don't know, he might be younger than us by, like, one year or something. Mm-hmm. But to see someone putting out quality work like that at that age, it just made me realize as much as experience makes you, like, better, mm-hmm. you don't have to be limited by your age. Like, you could be the greatest to ever do it. Mm-hmm. and be young, younger than everyone else who's doing it. Mm-hmm. So there was him, there was, of course, you know, the Canon photography greats, you know, the mentalist, uh Slinger, those guys, Amuto Madaka, for those who may not know his Instagram name, just those people, because they're able to, like for me, at least, it showed that there's money and like a good lifestyle to be found in photography because mm-hmm. i remember like seeing them do like paid partnerships or like i see them flying out to this country mm-hmm. on like photography assignments and i was mm-hmm. just like mm. so i just need to like work and pattern my business side of it and mm-hmm. i could be making a living out of something i enjoy doing so mm-hmm. They showed me that. And then also, um, I think, I, I'm not sure if you know, it was called Kidaro, Paul Kidaro. Yeah, bro. I remember we went to the, they had like an exhibition at Allianz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one at Allianz. Yeah, you yeah. remember it. Yep. Yeah, for me, like now, in terms of style, I'd say that was, he and still is him and also um, everyday people's stories. Mm-hmm. Those two, like in terms of their the style of photography, it's, it was very appealing to me. And I've mm-hmm. actually been able to meet both of them. So it was, for me, I think that was one of the craziest moments probably <laughs> in my photography career. Like I've had a few, but I remember once meeting Kedero and he, he introduced me to someone. Mm-hmm. And he was like, ah, you should check his workout. He's really good. And that was crazy for me because you can imagine someone is like meeting your idol and your idol is telling someone else how good you're working. <laughs> uh, man, you remind me of J. Cole and Nas. I, I don't know if you've heard the song, <laughs> Let Nas Down. Yeah, Let Nas <laughs> Down. Yeah. For me, it was, it was one of those, it was one of those moments, I can't even lie. Because uh-huh. to me, it was crazy that first of all, he even knew my page. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, that he that he was vibing with the work I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for me, I think just those those two in particular, like their style, the way they're able to make it not repetitive, but at the same time, like make it something good. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it stands out to me. Oh, that's fantastic, man. Um, yeah. What 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 about like support system? Who 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 gasses you up the most? Who's always there by your side? You know, telling you like, my guy. You know, even if you feel down right now, you still you're still dope. You know. Ah, support system. Well, there's quite a few, and I know I probably don't appreciate them enough, even notice when they're supporting me. But mm-hmm. um, I'd say there's quite a number of my friends who keep me on toes when it comes to photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have friends like um, like who I have a friend called Brian. He's actually one of the guys who started out in the beginning, like my early photography career. Mm-hmm. And I remember him like telling me, like if I go like a week or two without a shoot, he tell me, nah, we're planning, we're meeting up, let's do a shoot or something. Yeah. Even Onyango, John Onyango, Onyango Jambo on Instagram, which is also a very good photographer. Mm-hmm. And I remember like early on, he was also on that Bible, you know, sending me inspiration, telling me we need to do this shoot, this shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's a combination of friends, friends and fellow photographers, you know. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's also good to be reminded of how good you are. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, because sometimes you might suffer from like self-doubt a bit and your photos might be banging and you take them and you're like, they're banging. By the time you get home and start editing them, you hate them completely. Mm-hmm. So it just takes that, you know, that person to tell you, now, you're, you're doing good work. You're doing good work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just reassurance. And you also sometimes, I mean, family. Cause yeah. You can't discredit the importance in your life. That's true. Yeah, cause I know I I I I don't know why I read this from, but it's like a, I think it was a quote. But the person was saying that, like, as a creative, your only responsibility is to you know put out your work out there. You leave the reactions to everyone else, cause I feel like this person. There's a time I think she was a she was a Bali dancer, I think, and she felt yeah. like the one time she really danced so well she didn't get yeah. the response that she expected people to you know to well, give her yeah. but then on a night where she said she didn't even feel like she put effort into it and you know she got standing ovation and everything she was like how like you know this doesn't make sense and she started feeling a bit depressed until i feel like her therapist told her like yo you just do what you need to be done don't worry about the reaction as long as you know you're creating, because that's your job, I think that's that should be what fills you with happiness. Yeah, I, I found that very interesting. You mentioned uh, that because I've also experienced it. Like, there's been times I've taken photos, and to me, I think it's like the best photo I've ever and will ever take. Mm-hmm. And then you post it, and you get like two comments and a few hundred likes. Mm-hmm. And then there's other photos which I still like, but to me, they're nothing like groundbreaking or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And people go crazy over them. Mm-hmm. So it might be a bit confusing, but I think at some point you also just have to realize as much as you make art for other people, you should also make art for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, because like to me, I'll still look back at those photos. And they might not even be my top 10 most liked posts or anything. Mm-hmm. But to me, that photo looks perfect. Like, it's a balance of everything I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so just, you know, believing that sometimes you shouldn't expect that validation from everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> it's, a, it's a good thing you brought that up. And also... You know, I feel like when we had a conversation on Tuesday, we talked yeah. about being being defined by one thing, you know, and you told me that people have always known you as like 
water the photographer because you're always with your camera do you think yeah. do you do you, would you like that to change for you like do you want people to know you other than you know just you and the photography i mean um not that i think about it it's not that i don't want to just be known by that mm-hmm. um i feel like i just want that to be more to me you get mm-hmm. me yeah like i don't mind being known as walter b photographer but uh something else has to be i can't just be one one face i have to i think it just motivates me to go out and try and be more than one thing or to focus on different things mm-hmm. yeah because if that one thing was to be taken away from my life then essentially as like saying i have no identity anymore mm-hmm. yeah so just being known for that one thing is good like i don't mind but having more than that also is essential to me mm-hmm. yeah I also I've also known that you you like taking breaks and disappearing. <laughs> Do you want to tell me more about that like why why does Walter go and hide and then comes back and drops some fire and asking us whether you can kick it and of course we'll reply yes you can. Ah <laughs> uh, yeah the the famous breaks. Uh well um to be fair um, for one thing it's sort of because of the way i work mm-hmm. like i feel like i'm hit i'm usually hit with like burst of energy and creativity and like excitement and everything mm-hmm. and in those periods like i can do three four shoots a week come up with like five different concepts mm-hmm. even with school work like I can sit down and write a 3000 4000 word essay in like 2 days. Mm-hmm. But then the rest of the time I'm just chilling like <laughs> and it's something I probably need to work on like constant constant work pursuit mm-hmm. rather than having to wait for like periods of creativity but then again uh for me uh I feel like my photography and creativity is heavily tied to my sense of well-being in life mm-hmm. so for example if i'm at a point in life where like let's say i have a lot of school work and i'm very stressed i find it very hard to create content mm-hmm. or like even something like if i'm going to something with like a girl and it's like really affecting me <laughs> Let's oh, believe, I'm, not, I'm not going I'm not going out to look for girls or women to shoot photos of it just won't work as <laughs> <laughs> funny man <laughs> it was, yeah trust me man is it is it cuz they remind you <laughs> yeah i'm just like damn she kind of reminds me of so and so man that's when the, the the sad boy playlist uh, is in full effect hey that nigga that's hitting heavy ah man some 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 smith right there you know actually hits the sports uh or brand fires see i think he's a, he's one of the guys that put in a in a sad nigga's hours playlist would would you put brand fires nah man that guy his lyrics are so toxic it's just that he sings them in such <laughs> I think some people would disagree. <laughs> Cuz you know he's not like the weekend. The weekend's toxic, man. All those R&B, R&B niggas just say nicely about bad things. That's the difference between <laughs> rappers. I like that. <laughs> Trust me, man. Listen to an R&B song. Most uh-huh. some of them, some of them are like about love and all that, but there's some like If you listen to Sir like the lyrics hmm that man is he's really speaking some toxicity out into the world I might I might have to re-listen to Sir but anyway I think we're deviating too much let's let's go back to the main <laughs> yeah. thing where you said 
yeah continue so yeah basically just if we see me taking a long break it's probably because <laughs> and this is now me spilling a part of my life so now people go on instagram and see like a long break they'll just be like aha so he's going through it in life but <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. but, but yeah essentially that's what it is i'm just at a bad period in my life so that can't be reflected into great art mm-hmm. yeah especially visually yeah. like maybe in terms of other outputs mm-hmm. but like if it's photos then nah, it's not possible it's, it's very hard unless it's like work work because mm-hmm. i do some work for my university like taking photos for the social media and all so maybe for something official mm-hmm. Yeah, but for the most part, if my life was going down the drain, it's very hard to see me out taking photos. Mm-hmm. And hence the long breaks, either that to school. Mm-hmm. Sometimes school can just be on my ass. <laughs> so there's no way I'm out taking, taking photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's how it goes. That's how it goes. I feel you mind. Um but obviously you know breaks breaks are definitely important because you know it's it's how can how can I see this in the best way possible like the images people show on Instagram have you ever noticed that it's never when they're going through something bad or when they're like yeah. low it's it's always like on on their highs exactly good times i mean i'm also uh, <laughs> a victim of it myself cuz obviously when you know and everything's popping the skin's glowing and everything you know i want to you know i want to share stories obviously Absolutely. man <laughs> but the days where i'm just you know i feel like a dog <laughs> yeah shout out to the people who get those that. references <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh I would never put I would never show myself on such days in fact I think my personality I've taken like a a one year sabbatical of social media that was in uh, mm. June June 2019 I think till yeah around like I came back maybe this year at some point um mm-hmm. but yeah that was that was tragic mine uh I'm going to tr- transition into the next segment where I ask my guest three questions uh Kotayari yeah. Mr Walter I'm ready born ready. All right, all right, all right. Uh, my first question for you is um what what motivates you in the morning? Like what what gets you up? What do you always think about when you get up fasting in the morning? Mm, what gets me up in the morning? I'd say it's the fear of the fear of being nothing. Mm. like I I strongly believe like I know like everyone has their time and you know like you can say oh I'm going to be like have my life sorted out by like 30 or 40 mm-hmm. and that's not always the case but at least to the best of my ability I'd hate to be like in a bad position in life like later in life mm-hmm. just because I slacked on things I could have done earlier mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to have to be stressing over things like rent, electricity bills. Mm-hmm. My worries need to be like more than basic survival, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's what that's what gets me out. That's mm-hmm. bad, to be honest. That's cool. I think once I've cracked, once I've cracked that, then I'll have now have a next level of motivation to get me out of bed but for now that's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So second question bro what's the last song you jumped to today? Mm the last song I jumped to I was actually listening to some old black eyed peas. Uh-huh. Yeah it's called um I think let me look for it. It is called uh like that. Like that. I don't I don't think I've had that one. Yeah, Black Eyed mm. Peas, John Legend, Q-Tip, Talib Kweli. Yeah, it's a, it's a chill song. 
Okay, I'm see. I'm 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 listening to the names you've dropped. Those quite serious people, man. Yeah. Uh, Good third music. question. Let's see. Uh, what are you most grateful for right now? What am I most grateful for? Yup. I would say. Hmm. What am I most grateful for? Can I give two things? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, um, one, I'd say I'm grateful that, like, my change, I'm grateful for myself, like, my change mindset this year Mm -hmm. has been very large. Mm -hmm. And just being more deliberate about being, about being selfish, like, I feel like for a large part of my life, I was probably living not with myself in mind. Mm-hmm. But being more deliberate about, okay, you know where you want to go. You need to know how you're going to get there and whether these people or these situations are either going to bring you closer to that goal or far away from that goal and just how to move. Like knowing sometimes, say no, even if it's uncomfortable, Mm-hmm. And also on the flip side, saying yes when no might be the easiest option. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, is a friend of mine, because uh, okay, this will come out a bit wrong. <laughs> but uh-huh. I generally don't have. I have a. I have female friends, yes, but I don't have like very, very, very close female friends. I don't have like too many. Mm-hmm. And there's one in particular who's been like very helpful with me. She's called Mwara. So she's been Mara. Mwara, Mwara. Oh Mwara. Okay. Shout out yeah. to Mwara. Yeah, man. She's she's really she's really taken care of me these last mm-hmm. few months, I won't lie. All the phone calls and everything. You know, sometimes it's good to have someone to just talk to or rant. Mm-hmm. And then like, like give you sensible <laughs> sensible advice. Because I feel like you know, sometimes those niggas mm-hmm. you just go through life. Mm-hmm. You just die with your problems. You don't you don't really speak out on your problems. So mm-hmm. yeah. She's been a good confidant and everything. So yeah, big shout out to her. I like that, man. Honestly, it's it's another good thing you've brought that up because I don't know if you've listened to Steve O's and Masika's um, podcast, Meditation. Yeah, Medicate. I, listen, I listened to the first episode. I need to catch up on the second one. Because, uh, yo, bro, I, I feel like they really do the research quite well. And yeah, I, personally, I would not say I actively meditate. I like thinking, but I would not always you see, like, go out of my way to spend time during the day yeah. to just to just think, you know? And yeah. I think it's a good thing that they, they started that platform because, obviously, that they're trying to plug us with ways we can take care of ourselves mentally, emotionally, physically. And also, you know, obviously, they drop a couple of things here and there about, like, politics and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, you guys should go listen to... Medicate, medicate. Uh, I'll put the the link in the episode's description. Trust me, it's a it's a it's a funny one. It's a funny one. Yeah, bro. Shout out to Steven Masika by the way. Uh Yeah, you know, putting they put like serious things in the mix and in the law because like you don't have to be old to talk about politics and like current events. Yeah. And mental health and all of that. So yeah, big shout out to them. Especially like in the next coming years, you know, it's it'll be us who who are gonna make a change in the in the country, and we're yeah, the ones who basically going to be the deciding factors. So obviously, you know, if we want the country to be run differently, we also have to you know act <laughs> wisely, choose wisely. Exactly, bro. So yeah, shout out to Steve and, Mas- and Masika once again, um, bro. I wanna I wanna move from the photography now. Let's let's get let's get a bit personal, man. 
Hey bro, so tell, tell me about studying in studying in Mauritius, man. How's how's that experience going for you? I wouldn't lie, it's probably been the best six months of my life so far. Uh-huh. Hands down. Why, why? Tell us, tell us a bit more, please chat about that. So for one, I think just this relates to studying abroad. Mm-hmm. I feel like for the longest time, a lot of us have been in the same social circles. Like the difference from primary to secondary isn't really that big. Of course, mm-hmm. you pick up some new friends and all. But then it's more or less, you still see the same circle of guys, even like holiday, and even mm-hmm. in uni. So yeah, from primary to secondary, but from secondary to uni, if you like make that jump and like you go to you go to uni, generally you'll find like a new bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Like from different places, different walks of life. And especially if you go abroad, it's now different um, races, different cultures. Mm-hmm. So for one, the ability to reinvent yourself completely, like you can sort of control your narrative of who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was really amazing. Like some of the things that maybe had been holding me back in Kenya, like, hey, just go and you have a chance to reinvent yourself. And it's even crazy because you might not really think too much of yourself, but then mm-hmm. when you're in a new environment and you present yourself there, guys really show you like, damn, like you're really out here doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're better than who you think you are of yourself. So it just pushes you. And then also another thing for me was uh, the independence, man. <laughs> For a lot of us, I feel like we, do, we haven't really had the chance to take care of ourselves completely. Mm-hmm. And like, your choices might not have such real life consequences. Like, for example, you knew me. If you club and go out Monday to Monday, you completely have that option. Like, no one's going to stop you. Yeah, for sure. But then at the same time, there's also real consequences that you will be faced with on your own and no one can take the blame for them. Mm-hmm. Or like things like even money management. Mm-hmm. Like in my first month, I blew my pocket money in like two weeks. Oh, avoid how? Hey, the party life. And <laughs> you know when you assume you all you all have the same bank accounts <laughs> you find uh-huh. out your friends are friends are on different levels. So yeah, uh-huh. even with regards to money, I say it's been a bit less in terms of money. Mm-hmm. Learning how to live within your means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like you might have friends where like you vibe and everything and it's all cool, but they might just have more money to do what they need to do and you don't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you might find yourself stretching unnecessarily. Mm-hmm up with everyone else and it's only you you'll hurt in the end because mm-hmm. you be eating indomie for like two <laughs> weeks <laughs> bro Tell you know up. it's like those guys who um the guys who spend a lot of cash on like drip you know footwear and then you find out that in the house they don't even have a like a bed a they're sleeping on exactly sleeping on the floor <laughs> doesn't make sense <laughs> um like that's crazy bro like yeah. i don't know i think do they call it like keeping up with the joneses yeah they're keeping up with the joneses and it's like something we're not really taught about mm-hmm. like budgeting and financing and you know just with money with regards to money because i'm happy at least like um from what i've been seeing yeah there's been like an increasing push by like guys our age. Like I feel like people are being a lot more educated. Like guys are going into like guys are starting up like businesses. Mm-hmm. I know there's this uh I don't know if I should say girl or lady on Instagram. She's around our age and she like offers like financial planners, like online financial planners for you. Uh do you know her name? Uh she's called uh 
Gakenya, if I'm not wrong, is her personal Instagram, but her finance page is called Dose of, I think Dose of Finance, if I'm not wrong. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So people can people can check her out. Or even just, you know, there's if you look around, there's been like hella businesses our friends are starting. Mm-hmm. Some of our friends have like jobs. Like mm-hmm. people are actually out here with like full grown jobs and everything. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, you can't keep asking your parents for money. We're getting to that age soon. <laughs> it's either you're going to be kicked out or you you have to start carrying your weight. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so you can't live your low forever. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, just finances, man. It's another big thing. Because I'd hate for us to be that generation of 30-year-olds with like debt and we have nice things but we don't even have like a house mm-hmm. or everything is on loan. We don't have savings. It's just a mess. If you don't take care of your financial self, your life is an absolute mess. <laughs> yeah, because I, I money makes you, the world go round, whether people <laughs> deny it or not. Oh, but you know, money people say it's just life. the avenue. Honestly, it's just an avenue. I mean, obviously, when you have money, you feel comfortable. Like me, I'll speak for myself. Yeah. I'm a. I think I'm a miser. I don't like spending money. I like seeing the <laughs> bank account having money, but I don't like spending it. That's my biggest you problem. You don't to leave. Yeah. And you know, when you see that uh, subscription, you know, being you're paying for this subscription, you feel bad, man. Mm, Especially when music. <laughs> that just they don't even tell you they just send the email ah <laughs> oh, bro but it's nice it's really nice because you're probably like the third or fourth person i've talked to in the last two weeks who's been who's been talking about money and uh i think Cubs and i were talking about like you know how we can get a group of people together and we just put the money in an in an indexing fund and like yeah. with time like you know you you don't you leave it there like if you get $50 i get $50 he gets $50 and we're like 10 people i feel like if we leave yeah, it there for 10 years the compounding and everything man it's it's going to be crazy but that's 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 dope bro like obviously i wish everyone you know to get um a sense of like financial success security start saving like right now in your 20s because it's something my parents told me it's it's very important because it will set you up and you never know man you know emergencies occur and that money would yeah, be very useful true. at that time that's um, true. you don't really need you don't really need that much money now because we're mm-hmm. barely paying bills mm-hmm. so i think if you like you know like if you start saving now then it becomes easier as you grow older but like if you start trying to save when you have to pay rent when you have to pay school fees when you have to pay grocery shopping mm-hmm. you will start asking yourself where am i supposed to get the extra money from mm-hmm. but if you start making it a habit like now mm-hmm. then it will be a lot it will be a lot easier i'd say yeah for sure bro in fact actually uh there was this episode of i think uh surviving nairobi should be like season 3 episode 1 where they were talking about finances and they brought over like a banker you know to talk about uh yeah. the concept of like borrowing money you know the loans and all that stuff so i'll also plug that in the episode description you guys should really check it out it's, i think it's a it's a good way to at least you know get your uh, what do they call it like foot in the door yeah, or something like that yeah. yeah just a intro yeah bro that's fantastic man um i know this is something obviously you know i i like about you and it's your it's your music taste bro yeah i think you have fantastic a fantastic taste in music and i don't know bro what what what's what's been your what's been your thing right now like what are you on what are you listening to you know Mm, at the moment yeah at the moment what i've been listening to uh huh, let's see there was a serious period of time where i was into like r&b like new age r&b like the internet and everything and guys like that mm-hmm. 
Um, recently, I've started. I'm really just at the point where I can listen to pretty much anything, but more so like deep house, mm-hmm. and that's really what stands out to me. So guys like Disclosure, Kate Ranada. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see when it comes to stuff like what, like uh, hip hop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate to be those guys, but I like like real hip hop or like just good sounding stuff so like the Griselda people so like you know Benny the Butcher guys like that mm-hmm. Freddie Gibbs I've also been getting a lot into that mm-hmm. and also Crate Digging man one of my friends uh, Sifuma you know I'm sure you know Sifuma yeah yeah he introduced me to this because for the longest time I didn't know about some sampling or what samples were mm-hmm. But then, like, he showed me it, and he showed me, like, a few popular songs and the samples, and my mind was blown. Because, like, mm-hmm. like, a producer can really take, like, some obscure, like, Russian song mm-hmm. and <laughs> catch a sample and flip it, and it then becomes one of the biggest songs in the world. So that's mm-hmm. crazy to me. So, like, even things like sometimes Japanese jazz... Ah. Catch me into Japanese jazz, uh, some bossa nova. Mm-hmm. I can listen to bossa nova sometimes for like two, three days straight. Mm-hmm. Old South African house, like not I'm a piano, but like quite a, like the real OG stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just trying to get my hands everywhere, a bit of everything. Bro, you, you just have to check my Apple Music. It's a mess. That's why people <laughs> ask me, what do you listen to? It's one of the hardest questions to answer. I think I have your Bossa Nova playlist. Uh, it's, it's, it's really good. Um, yeah. The vibe so immaculate. Obviously, man. For me, Bossa Nova is like my Sunday, my Sunday playlist. I like waking up and listening to it. Um, but the person who introduced me to Bossa Nova, I think, is Moniki because he's really into it. I never, I never knew what that was. Like, obviously, you yeah, know, let's say you've had it, but you don't know what you genre know, like, you describe exactly it what as. It is. Yeah, yeah, that's dope, man. Yeah. Damn, you know, obviously, there's so much I can get into music because I remember you're the the one who you you introduced me to Gold Link. I remember. I've never is forgotten. It? Yeah, you. I think you played Crew. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the best song I ever had in 2017. No like, no cap, <laughs> man. <laughs> it was a banger. That one was a. It was really a banger. It was. It was. I'm really sad. I I missed him in Kenya. I would have loved to attend his concert. Same. I'm, I was so disappointed. When I saw the poster coming out, I was just like, ah, come on, guys. Why? Actually, Why do this to me? I think I have good news for you. Yeah. Tell me. A friend told me today that something Soweto is performing. Oh, so yeah. I, heard I don't know if it's that, next um, week. 15th, around 15th November, if I'm not wrong. I, th- I think you should attend, man. That's a vibe. Mm, that's, a t- that's a serious vibe. But then, you know, again, with COVID restrictions and everything. Oh, yeah, for oh. sure. Ugh. Man, it, it really messes up any and all plans mm-hmm. that, that you can come up with this year. But God willing, I'd really love to go. I've missed concerts where you catch a vibe. But, you know, I saw something like there was this concert where the artists go on stage, but everyone remains like in the cars or something like that. Like a drive through sort of thing. Yeah, drive drive through sort of concert. I don't know how they're planning uh, for the concert to be like, um, but obviously with the restrictions and everything. But yeah, it would be fantastic if, you know, you could, you know, meet a couple of friends. Obviously, you know, at this yeah. time, like, we've been feeling a bit lonely, man. <laughs> it's In true, fact, I wouldn't lie. 
uh, even for me, man, I've been feeling really like disconnected, passe, with uh, with people, because yeah. I'm just always, you know, school and everything. But you know, I guess you know it's it's important to meet up with your friends, you know, just have a little vibe. That's true. That's true. You can't always be work. <laughs> oh, what's that proverb? Like all work and no play makes Jal a very dark boy. Dull boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, you need bro. to switch it up. Have that balance. Yeah, for you, man. Uh man, you know, we're almost at the end of the episode. Um hey, time flies. I felt like I I just felt like we're having just a casual conversation, and then I've looked and it's almost an hour. Yeah, man. Um uh, obviously when you have such conversations with people, time really does fly, like you said. Yeah, you don't notice it. It's like every time so good about podcasts. Not even that, man. Even with people, like every time you're hanging out with mm. a friend or something and it's good, you look at the time you see geez, it's been 3 hours. How? <laughs> the time you didn't even notice the time passing by. Exactly. And I have one last question for you, just, you know, some closing thoughts. Yeah. And shoot, shoot, shoot. you know, Okay, by the time this comes out it'll be the the 5th I believe, but tomorrow is Sunday and it's the 1st of November. And yeah. new month mine. Uh I just want to know what your what your goals for November are. Is there anything you're trying to achieve in November? Mm, in November, yeah, there's a couple of things I'm trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. So, I have a uh, a bit of um coursework and everything that I want to let go of mm-hmm. uh probably take a solo trip oh when do you want to go to uh either solo trip or trip with friends i really want to go to the beach <laughs> okay yeah because i haven't been to the beach since i left mauritius so that's really something that's on my mind. A uh, couple of business things I want to go for. A couple of targets, money-making targets I want to achieve. I just want to set myself up so that December is a stress-free month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think this is like the month of grinding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just that my December, on my December to be like I have money to spend i don't need to worry about my grades mm-hmm. and yeah hopefully life will be at uh overall this good position mm-hmm. yeah it's great to hear mine yeah and i do hope you get to achieve all those things um you know for me it's just getting through you know uh the month uh yeah just you know grinding in school uh continuing to make content with the podcast yeah. um my photography has been on a standstill <laughs> but like i told you bro i feel like i always have other avenues of you know creativity and stuff so i'm not too worried about that yeah that's true um yeah so you know just get through the month and hopefully you know get back home that's just a plan for me that's uh, all i can see obviously we talked about like the investing and everything i'm also trying to look into that and yeah bro yeah it's been it's been a pleasure you know talking to you yeah obviously thanks for making the time yeah and i hope like you know your photography continues to blow up man because i feel like you really take amazing portraits bro and if you Thank if you, you do decide you so to like venture into film man i'd really want to see your films you know <sighs> mine ajuma having a youtube channel <laughs> It's something I've thought of, but uh, we'll just have to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see. Who knows? Might just decide to do it before the year ends. All right, bro. That's that's calm. So, yeah, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, this has been, you know, Minor Juma, the <laughs> big man. <laughs> sensei. Sensei of portraiture, you know? And... Yeah. You know, as always, if you've gotten this far, I want to thank you for your time. Obviously, you know, I pray for good vibes. I pray that you have an amazing week. And yeah, I guess I'll see you guys next time in episode eight. Stay tuned. Um, 
lots of guests lined up for you guys. All right. Hey, uh, thanks for having me, man. You're and, always uh, welcome, bro. Yeah, I get November to you too. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. So, guys, this is this has been it from us. Uh, goodbye.